is Cheryl Linker, and I'm here with this Saturday's version of the Master Gardener Hour. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Grady. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Cheryl. How are you guys doing? We're doing very good. Hey, this spring there are some really dedicated master gardeners that are not out digging and planting plants. There are people that are working on projects that fund master gardening communities across our country. And Grady McWhorter and Lee Culver are two of these people that have kind of put their gardening on hold and they're out there working to help raise money for their local master gardening units. So thank you guys for doing that. Um, Grady is the 2014 chair of the Cobb County Master Gardener Volunteers of Cobb County Garden Tour. Grady, tell us about kind of your, a little bit about your background and how you became a master gardener. Okay. Well, Cheryl, I've been a master gardener about three years now. I started out in my childhood as growing up um, on a small farm. My dad was interested in the cultivation of vegetables, my mother and flowers and so forth, and so I gained that interest. And uh, recently I just retired, so uh, I wanted to explore that interest more as well as the public service part about it. Uh, so where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Cobb County, Georgia. Okay. Um, on a okay. small farm. It's now a shopping center, but... Uh, it uh, is fun to, to do, and uh, especially to learn all about the nature. All uh, my whole life, I've really enjoyed nature and the things that are native, and how things grow. What's uh, the beauty of plants and uh, and everything? I think a lot of people's aha moment comes, you know, at least it did for our generation. You know, being out in nature. So I mean, I think that's like, you know, it's how you get turned on to gardening and growing things. So what did you do for your real job? Uh, my real job was in uh, I was an engineer in the pipeline business. I worked for 30 years for a natural gas uh, pipeline company and then 13 more years for a products pipeline group, which pumps gasoline, diesels, and jet fuel refined. Okay. Well, he doesn't look like he's worked that much, but I guess he has. So, so I think a lot of your um, business knowledge and your engineering knowledge is um, motivated to do such a task as organizing the 2014 Garden Tour. Uh, yes, it has. Uh, Cheryl has a lot of experience dealing with people and uh, things like that. I did a lot of volunteer work during those times as careers, JCs, when I was young enough to be a JC. Right, right. And uh, so forth, different uh, activities, charities. Right. And, uh, well, you can tell that Grady is not new to volunteering because he certainly is a hard worker. Lee. Culver is the 2014 chair of the Cobb County Master Gardener Plant Sale, which is a whole kind of another animal from the garden tour. But how, tell me, tell me your story, Lee. How did you become a gardener, a master gardener? Well, my background is quite different from Grady's. I grew up in an Air Force family, so we moved around a lot. Uh, went to grade school in Texas, uh, junior high in Ohio, high school in California, and college in Kansas. As an adult, uh, I spent three years in the Air Force, about five years in the restaurant business, and 30-plus years in the automotive business, about 18 of that in training and consulting. Hey, none of that sounds green, so how did you <laughs> become green? Well, uh, through my extensive travel, I got exposed to many lovely gardens all over the U.S. and Canada, and the lush gardens and landscapes really appealed to me. But uh, 
because of my work demands either long retail hours or extensive time on the road, I had really little time to uh, create my own garden. But about 15 years ago, after uh, moving to Atlanta, I decided to uh, act on my interest. And so I wanted, uh, and then, uh, in 2012, I finally retired and decided I needed to learn a little bit more about gardening. So I applied to the uh, County Master Gardener Program, got accepted, and uh, have been enjoying it ever since. And, and I really tell you, I, I really enjoyed the training, the fellowship of the other gardeners, and working on the projects that uh, do benefit the community. Right. And, I mean, I cannot emphasize enough what a big job it is and how many hours are involved in doing these, like, major projects. But We've got listeners all over the country, guys, and these guys, um, a lot of them are faced with doing major projects and fundraising for their organizations. So that's why I thought it would be kind of unique to obviously do the PR for our show here in the metro area to let people know about our garden tour and our plant sale, but really to kind of get in the nitty-gritty of you know, what you're going through and, you know, to get these things off the ground. Um, you guys, what's your what's your target goal for raising funds for both of these events? I believe the, the net proceeds that we were looking for in the uh, Master Gardeners was about $16,000, uh, which will go to 100% to fund the 18 projects that we have uh, out there. Uh, between the tour and the plant sale, that's our, our single fundraiser for the year. But like I say, 100% of the proceeds, uh, the profits from it, go to those projects uh, and the expenses for them. You know, and I think, I mean, yeah, you've got to be a gardener, and yeah, you've got to love to garden. But you do, within your organization, I think it's key that you draw on the executive leadership and business skills that both these guys have to get these things off the ground. I mean, what, what's your take on that? I mean, you wouldn't, you're obviously relying on your past to recreate this sale. Uh, yes, we are. Um, well, this is the... Um 14th year of the garden tour <clears throat> and excuse me the uh, the plant sale I forget exactly how long it's been going on other than they have all for the most part sold plants at a tour garden but having a separate event um, is probably five or six years old um, but there does we do have to go into a lot of things we have to have a find a place for the for the tour itself has uh, we have five gardens in it this year with mm-hmm. plus one project <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, then the um, the plant sale is, like I say, it's been at a separate event, so you have to find a venue for that uh, with adequate parking for the public that's expected. Yeah. Uh, we've tried to expand it for public interest into not only selling the Master Gardener plants, which are unique right. and so forth, right. but also to have a certain number of vendors that are garden-related or support services right. to gardeners. So, Lee, where did you guys find out where are you going to put the uh, tour this the garden the plant sale this year. Well, we're really, we're really excited about our venue this year. It's going to be at Jim Miller Park, and we're going to be located in the equestrian pavilion. So okay. we're actually going to, for the first time, have a roof over our heads. So we're not going to be worried about the threat of rain this year. Hey, that's key, guys. As you listen across the country, if you're planning a garden, a plant sale, it is key to have. I mean, a garden tour, one thing in the rain, but going out and shopping for plants in the rain would not be, you know, not be great. So you guys, I know you guys are slammed and busy, so thank you for being here. So you've got how long? you got about six weeks till this thing kicks off the ground. Um, so you're kind of, are you getting mm-hmm. nervous? 
Um, not really. I think everything's falling in place real well. It's actually four weeks to the plant sale and six weeks to the tour. Oh, four weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, because okay. they are on separate dates. And, again, too busy, the number of volunteers and so forth. Right, right, right. To accomplish it all in one day. Uh, but it's falling in place. Um, one of the things about the Master Gardeners is one of their, besides doing services to the community, is public education. Uh, so the, some of the projects we have are tied directly to that where we train, uh, give, go into the schools and give the children some education on plants, growing plants and mm-hmm. so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in recent years, I think this is the third year, we've tried to expand the tour and the plant sale to the businesses that either support us directly as community projects or are in the uh, landscape support area. Okay, right. And right. so that, and we do that through sponsorships and then offering them certain benefits during the tour, during the year on our website and so forth that they benefit. And we've expanded that significantly this year. Yeah, um, you to, really have. I really want to go into that because I think that's key that you're m- marrying our garden tour with, you know, community, with different businesses in the community that it's important to. And I think that's good. You've worked with the garden tour last year you were like the co-chair of it uh plant sale oh you did the plant sale last year and so you flipped over to doing the garden tour which is easier Uh, I wouldn't say either one. Well, both of them, I think. The plant <laughs> that's tour that's is a loaded more, question. Lee's yeah, laughing. Lee's yeah. laughing right now. The plant sale will be more physical work uh, because of all the right, right, right. The plants and getting right. them there. And, yeah. Uh, on the plant sale day, there's a lot of log- logistics to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's fun. The tour is more because you have five gardens and one project involved, you have more individuals that will share in the, the responsibilities and, right, right. and uh, in terms of getting their gardens ready for tour day and to... Uh, right. And, and I will add this. What Grady is not has not mentioned yet is that he and his lovely wife, Lynn, have agreed to have their garden on the Cobb Garden Tour, which is May 10th. So not only is he running the garden tour, but he is has to get his garden in better than perfect shape. So more power to you. I won't even tell you how much my back hurts right now, but I I like it's a lot of work. Okay, so working with volunteers, Lee Grady, I want you both to give me your take on what's the the. The hard, what's the best lesson you've learned from working with volunteers? Um, be sure you get commitments. Um, and there's an old saying about keep your promise. Mm-hmm. If you promise to do something is to do that. And uh, some people are not quite as uh, um, good at that as others. Okay, so uh, how have you dealt with that? Uh Pretty good communications and contact with them on a regular basis. Yeah, um, just yeah. Double check. What about you, Lee? Okay. Well, first, it's critical to put the right person in the right job. Oh, no and, joke. And of course, to do that, you need to know a little bit about their strengths. And and if you don't know them, for me being fairly new to the uh, Master Gardener program, I didn't know a whole lot of people. So don't be afraid to ask around. And, and I found, and I think you'll find also, there's a great deal of talent out there. Uh, next. Make sure each volunteer understands exactly what's expected of them and then give them the authority they need to do the job. Yeah, I agree with that. Third? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Third, yeah. No, he's my, really open. He's thought this out. I appreciate I'll that. I'll your bear. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Third, uh, third, don't micromanage. Just periodically touch base, see how things are going, answer questions, provide support, and express your appreciation. Now, I'm a firm believer in that old adage, people go where they're needed and stay where they're appreciated. And lastly, remember these are volunteers. We need them. They don't need us. So they should always be treated with dignity and respect. And regardless of their assignments, they're all essential to the success of the sale. So make sure they have it. Make sure they find it fun and rewarding. Oh, I think I think that's the whole key to volunteerism is people want to show up at a volunteer with a group that that's fun and that they do feel appreciated and that their knowledge can be utilized. So, I mean, I think all those points are really, really key. I mean, I've really you've thought that through so much i think those are all really really key points about that um how did you get recruited you were lee you worked on the you worked on the plant sale last year and then you stepped forward to be the chair of this so i mean i think that's interesting that you agreed to come back yeah last year i was pretty much manual labor and the way i got recruited kind of funny um I was uh, asking Grady if he'd lost his mind uh, volunteering to take charge of the plant tour and put his home on the tour at the same time. And I, I was really impressed with that. Yeah, and, he's, he's, <laughs> Lee, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. We're going to take um, a quick break with the Master Gardener Hour, and I'm going to be back with Grady McWhorter and Lee Culver, and we're going to talk about volunteering and uh, organization of a plant sale and a garden tour. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K Steaks are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of Quick Steaks. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's Quick Steaks, Q-U-I-K Steaks, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hi, I'm Paisley McDonald, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, At Home with Paisley, every week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, for practical advice and stylish living for your home and office. When gardening is part of your life, it brings so much. Healthy eating, the freshest, most local produce, and playing in the dirt. At BonniePlants.com, you'll find all you need to succeed. When you grow bonnie veggie and herb plants in beds or containers, you'll know where your food comes from. Homegrown veggies and herbs ready for cooking, eating, and enjoying. And you did it. So get growing with Bonnie Plants. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. This is Cheryl Linker, and I'm here with the Master Gardener Hour this Saturday, and I'm here with two guests. 
Lee Culver and Grady McWhorter, and we are talking about um, running a garden tour and a plant sale and how this all kind of works and how other master gardener groups across the country can, in fact, you know, learn from these guys' experience to put on a sale. So, Lee, you were talking about, you know, doing manual labor is how you got into it. So you you made that leap of faith and kept going. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, about a week after I'd made my comment to Grady, he came back and asked me if I would go ahead and head up the plant sale. And now, I don't have as much plant knowledge as many other master gardeners, but I do have some background in uh, organized events, so I thought I'd be able to make a contribution. Yeah, well, obviously, and you've done that, and he is, I've seen him working. Um, this is the first time, I've been a Cobb Master Gardener for, I think, 10 years, maybe not 10 years, I don't know, it seems like 20, but maybe 10. Um, this is the first year that we kind of broke out the garden tour from the plant sale. Either one of you guys want to throw something in on what, what your thoughts were behind that? Uh, Cheryl, the the this is Grady, but anyway, the in the background of it is that as the, both events, the tour and the plant sale, have grown, is that we had complaints and feedback from the public in that there was too much activities on a given day, from say ten to five. Uh, they couldn't go to the plant sale, take their time and look at the plants, understand it, buy it, enjoy it, and go to each garden and tour those. So we said, well, okay, let's separate those into two different events uh, so that the, the public can enjoy. And then we also wanted to give the vendors, since we're expanding in that, give them more sales time to make it worth their while in terms of participating in the event, their purchase, uh, booth purchase, and, and such as that. So the um, hence the selecting two different dates uh, to give the vendors more time to sell and give the public more time to relax and enjoy the gardens and actually learn something from going to them. It t- makes total sense to me. I mean, I was a big proponent. Lee, what do you think about yeah, that? I'd, I'd only like to add to that that uh, in, in addition to uh, having the things run simultaneously, that put quite a strain on our volunteer resources. Oh, so good we decided to separate them out because a lot of our volunteers will participate in both. So that alleviates some of the stress. And, and as Greg mentioned, we, we don't want our shoppers to feel rushed. They should be able to take their time shopping the sale as well as enjoy a leisurely tour through some of these wonderful gardens. Right. And the vendors, they go to the trouble to set up everything. I mean, why not like, let them stay there? Um, so I guess you guys, you've got volunteers. I mean, I think Grady alluded to this, that, and you also, Lee, that you've got people that volunteer for both. So this is going to make their volunteer time way easier. And... You know, I've had tours that I never even went to some of the gardens, you know, because you're working at the plant sale or you're working at a garden and you don't get to see it. You know, you you think about it and you just you don't get to see the garden, and that's certainly what you want to do. So who are your, like, key people? I mean, how not so much who are your key people, but who? what are the key positions that you guys um, are relying on? Grady, I'm going to start with you with the garden tour and tell me who, what your key, you know, positions are. Okay. Well, so, well first of all would be the gardens themselves. Um, in the selection approximately a year before the uh, events, we, we go out and, and tour potential gardens and uh, 
uh, in a select geographic area of the county. And the reason it's a select geographic area is on the tour day, you want you don't want a lot of travel between garden to garden to add to the time. So we try to get them relatively close together. Uh, so the, then when the master gardener themselves commits to be on the tour, then they, they're realistically uh, aware of what it's going to take for them to, to be ready. They're willing to do it, and they can recruit their volunteers. So the gardeners themselves are probably one of the things. Then each gardener them, uh, themselves obtains a, a captain that will coordinate the volunteers and the things that they want to do in order to be ready for tour day. Right, right, right. Um, including up to the, a few days before in terms of making it uh, as nice as they would want it to be. So this garden captain is kind of like the manager, I mean, of the all the the logistics and all that kind of thing and helps that's, out the gardener. That's right. Including, that um, and then on the tour day itself, that same captain would recruit angels to be mm-hmm. there to help and guide the public, maybe answer questions on the uh, garden owner's behalf, uh, and just whatever is required uh, for the, the tour people's safety as mm-hmm. well as their ability to learn and, and enjoy the garden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to keep the people safe. And, you know, garden tours in general, just the nature of the beast, I mean, they're gardens, for goodness sakes. They've got steps. They've got pine straw. They've got mud. They've got slimy turf. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it's key that when you guys out there in the world think of doing garden tours, that you keep that in mind and you realize that it is kind of, um, you know, when you go on a garden tour, it's at your own risk. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to walk. And they're not... Unfortunately, handicap access. I mean, some, you know, could welcome, you know, handicap into certain areas of the yard, but it might not be, you know, mm-hmm. totally accessible to everybody. Um, and other, other positions that you have is is you need a publicity communications chairman to right. coordinate the messages that go out to the public. Uh, you need someone to uh, input and be creative in, in the leadership side of it with your web our website which is Cobb County Master Gardeners mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. dot com um, to put that information in there you need a um, a ticket chairman to basically coordinate the sale of the tickets uh, which goes on prior to ex- probably about ten weeks before the tour up to including tour day itself um, and then you um, you need someone to actually um, take the lead to prepare the public communication documents from a standpoint of a writer, uh, a writer mm-hmm. any kind of artwork, mm-hmm. um, what's the message conveyed, what what methods are you using to convey it, uh, okay. and those things. Um, okay. Lee, do you guys share any of these people? I mean, obviously, maybe talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Um, they do cross, they do serve both uh, both events, the, uh, both the tour and the sale. Uh, now, as far as the plant sale committee itself, in addition to myself, I have two other dedicated team members, uh, Julie Kitan, who's responsible for a great lineup of vendors, and she actually started working on this in the last September, mm-hmm. and, and to put it all together. And then, of course, Elise Belair, who does just about everything, from helping to dig plants, tracking inventory, preparing merchandising materials to recruiting volunteers. I tell you, I'd be absolutely lost without these two ladies. Mm-hmm. And, and as Grady mentioned, we're, we're not alone. The other committees that are responsible for soliciting the sponsors, taking care of the advertising, merchandising, So those overlap. Thing like that. They Absolutely. advertise for both of you guys and getting the word out. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, we want to coordinate our messages so that so they're in sync. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's good. Is there anything that 
anybody's ever given you the 911 on, this is kind of a loaded question, that you don't want to repeat from years past? Anything that, you know, that just didn't go well or any advice that you should or should, that you should not do? Can you think of anything? Um, I think we've done it so much we've learned a lot of things like that is, is, uh, I think one one issue would be keeping things basic. Uh, Keep it simple, stupid. Right. Keep it uh, as simple as you can. Try what works. Uh, be cautious about trying new things if it's not an obvious uh, deal. Um, one of the things in selecting a garden to be uh, concerned about is not the garden itself, but the public's ability to get there and park their vehicles and safely get to the houses. Good point. Good point. Because a lot of beautiful gardens would not have the adequate parking for the expected public that would come. So uh, you have to be concerned about that uh, or alternatives for it. And uh, uh, you have to also consider signage, whether it's on the roadways to get to that garden and identify the one that's on tour or within the gardens themselves. What path do you want people to follow, cautions about things? Uh, um, and then um, then you... When it comes to the educational part about a given garden, what we've asked the gardeners to do is to share their lessons learned mm-hmm. through storyboards. Uh, everyone has a little bit different uh, conditions, whether it's terrain, water, sunlight, and such that will make a given plant be more successful here than there. Uh, maybe they planted something in the shade that didn't work, but they moved it to a partial shade and it does uh, grow well. Hey, you so, know the old adage, if it hadn't been moved three times, it's not in the right place. Exactly. And we're like trained gardeners. I mean, so that's very, very true. Yeah. So that I just think that um, the lessons learned don't do anything too drastically different. I know that a lot of, when I joined the Cobb Master Gardeners, and I've seen this in other county master gardener groups in Georgia is that we have a lot of um, a lot of our volunteers are retired and they're used to doing things in a certain way. And I think that for some people, change is different. Is hard. Change is hard. And I think the thing that I'm the most proud about this organization and you guys is that you are respecting the past and the tradition of this um, event, but you are making some subtle positive changes. I mean, the public is going to know about your plant sale, Lee, and they're going to know about the garden tour because we've invested a lot more uh smarts and getting the word out there and i think to find sponsors that agree that they have a commonality with our master gardening organization and that they want to sponsor is key and i think to have the sponsors has freed up a lot of that you know worrying about every dime and every you know nickel that you make with selling tickets you guys agree with that? Absolutely. And, and, and I'd like to add one thing as far as lessons from the past. Now, one of the things as far as the plant seal is concerned, it's difficult to be critical because our venue changes every year, and, and each one offers a different set of challenges and opportunities. The one thing I would like to see, however, is a more comprehensive record-keeping of how each event was organized, the number of customers who's, who's attended, the number of type of plants sold, vendor feedback, and the like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we need to make sure this information is given to next year's chair, so uh, that's one of the things I intend to do this year. 
Yeah, well, I, we're going to hold you to that, I tell you, because I remember last year's chair, that's one of his, the only thing I ever heard Jack complain about, I guess, was that he didn't know what the heck had gone on for, you know, the last 10 or 15 years in the sale. And I think this is key mm-hmm. to making things easier for you guys. Um I want to kind of talk about the plant sale just a little bit. Let's go into the kind of gory details. Tell us when it is, where it is, and what what people are going to do when they get there, Lee. Okay. Well, our, our sale dates, as you mentioned, are, are Friday, April 25th um, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Saturday, April 26th from 9 a.m. till 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're excited about is that the uh, – you know, the visitors will have opportunity to buy plants from uh, that came from the gardens of Cobb County Master Gardeners and Friends of Master Gardeners. And the, as we mentioned earlier, the proceeds of sale will be used to support our 18 projects, in school, including school programs, community gardens, adult, adult educational seminars, and, and others. Right, right. So is there anything going to – you've got great vendors there, I know. So we're going to um, – Let's talk about the vendors. Is there, I mean, I don't want to go into the specific of who's going to be there, but what types of vendors are you going to have? But you know what? Uh, Let's take a little quick break from the Master Gardener Hour. This is Cheryl Linker, and I'll be back with Lee and Grady, and we're going to talk about our plant sale in just a minute. Quick stakes. That's Q-U-I-K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hi, I'm Paisley McDonald, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, At Home with Paisley, every week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, for practical advice and stylish living for your home and office. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Cheryl Linker, and I'm here with this Saturday's edition of the Master Gardener Hour, and I'm here with my guest, Grady McWhorter, who is the uh, chair of the Cobb County Master Gardener Tour, and Lee Culver, who is the chair of the Cobb County Plant Sale, and we're just, Lee and I are talking about not specific vendors, but we're going to have this great sale at Jim Miller Park, and the key thing and the way the history of this started was Master Gardener dug plants for sale. And everybody got so excited because there were great prices and there were great plants. But now we've expanded on that and made it even better with vendors. So let's talk about vendors, Lee. Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked about that because we have a super lineup this year. Uh, some things you'll be able to find are the latest garden tools and gadgets. 
And we also have nurseries that specialize in hostas, ferns, native plants, fruit trees and shrubs, manuals, perennials, herbs, and vegetables. Wow. We'll have uh, some beautiful garden art made from recycled steel and other from repurposed glass. We'll have a couple of people that make handcrafted birdhouses. We'll have an outfit that sells sod, seed, and some super compost. Sod, seed, and compost. Absolutely. And by we'll, the truckload or by the bag? Uh, huge bags mm-hmm. that uh, wow. are a whole lot larger than we can lift. <laughs> wow. Okay. And uh, we'll also have uh, an outfit that sells not only decorative but functional rain barrels. Uh, another one sells trellises, arbors, planters, botanical apparel. I mean, you name it. We virtually have something for everyone. That is great. I think that people are going to really have a fun day. So they're going to get there and... Um, you're going to hope that they shop slow. And I think that's the beauty of, of you know, dividing the plant sale from the garden tour. So they're going to have time to go and, you know, make a morning or an afternoon of it there. So that's what you're hoping for. Absolutely. And, and in addition to, to that, our plants and, and our vendors, um, I think people appreciate having the opportunity while they shop to ask questions of our master gardeners who can help them in plant selection and help them find exactly what they need. Uh, we'll also have our popular plant doctor booth where knowledgeable master gardeners can help you identify plant problems, recommend solutions. On Saturday, we'll have several children's activities scheduled. Uh, we'll also have representatives from the uh, Georgia Native Plant Society as well as Monarchs Over Georgia. Uh, you'll be able to buy Master Gardener cookbooks as well as tickets for the garden tour. All well, those all, cookbooks are good, you guys. I wish you guys that are all over the country could get your hands on one. You can go to America's Web Radio and we can sell you some because they are fabulous if you like good southern cooking. So um, you've got... Are you going to have, like, lecturers or anything like that or speakers or just the plant doctor clinic? Right now, the plant doctor and the children's presentation, we may add some presentations. We're kind of evaluating that at this okay. point. So just in short, briefly, tell people what the plant doctor clinic is if they're not aware of that. Okay, this we have some of our most skilled master gardeners uh, will staff this particular booth, and people can actually bring in a plant, a weed or other plant for identification, perhaps, or maybe it's having a problem, and they can help identify what the you know what the, what the pest happened to might be, right, and right. helpfully recommend a solution to your problem, or so it's like you going where to, to le- relocate the plant or whatever it it's needs. It's like going to a doctor's office and you go in with whatever yeah. your ailments are, and a they try to plants. help you. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So um, I know you're excited about this. Is there anything that you just think that people are going to like really? I think they're going to enjoy the space, Lee. I think that's brilliant to get a big space where you can spread out. I mean, I think that's cool. I think that'd be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. And not only will have the space, but the uh, the, the free parking, the, the easy getting in and getting out, well, Huge public restrooms right next door. We'll have uh, food vendors there. I mean, it, it'll just, I mean, it'll really be a, a pleasant event for people. And, and as you said, it'll be a nice way to spend a Friday or Saturday morning or afternoon. Okay, so um, I know one of the most tricky parts of being in the plant business from, I know, from professionals that are in the plant business is competitively pricing plants. And I know I didn't, like, forewarn you for this question, but I think that's kind of like... How, how do you guys do that? 
Well, what I've done, I, I've asked two people to uh, volunteer to help us out in that who have extensive knowledge on plant prices. And if they don't know about it, we're going to go around the shop ahead of time because we want to make sure our plants are an outstanding value. And they're going to be priced <laughs> below your typical retail. And they're plants that will grow here and have survived this harsh winter, <laughs> which has really been a challenge. So uh, so I think we have some fabulous bargains and some high-quality plants that will be available for everyone. Oh, that's, that's great. That's good to know. Now... Getting these plants is kind of interesting because I know you guys have advertised, which I've never volunteered for because I've been kind of crazy busy, but you have plant digs. So tell tell us how your plant digs work because you've had a couple of really good ones, haven't you? Absolutely. We have, um, some of our master gardeners have very large gardens, you know, five, six, seven acres, and some of them are getting to the point where it's difficult to keep up with, and they're downsizing, and so they're generously allowing us first opportunity to go in and help dig some of the plants, uh, which they contribute to our plant sale. So we're getting, uh, we're getting hundreds from some of our master gardeners, and almost everyone in the organization is contributing at least uh, several plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, many of them, uh, we, we, you know, they handle their own. Others we, who have extremely large digs or maybe to the point where they're physically unable to do the digs, and, and then I will assemble a crew together, and we will go out there and dig and pot the plants for them. But we're always very appreciative for what they donate. Okay, guys, this is we got to clarify this for people. Normally, the master gardener, because they're obviously they're master gardeners, they dig up their plants, they know how to pot plants, they know how to fertilize it, they know how to water it, and then they take it like the day of the plant sale and donate it to be sold. But what Lee's talking about is this large-scale plant dig where he takes the volunteers in and does that. So, I mean, that's really that's really important, and I'm sure you get a lot of cool stuff. What do you have neat that I need for my yard? Well, your garden looks pretty good. Um, I'm going to keep some of that stuff a secret so you'll show up at the sale. Okay, okay. I, I know you. they do have really good stuff. That's absolutely for sure. So just once the sale is coming and you're here, what what goes on like the weekend of the sale as far as volunteer demands? I mean, is it how many people does it take to do this thing for two days? I'm still signing up volunteers. Um, we'll spend one day, the Thursday before the sale, with all day receiving and, and arranging our plants and, and so forth. And I'll, I'll probably have close to 20 volunteers to assist in that area. Some okay. will go around. We'll, we'll have people going out in trucks, bringing in the plants. I'll have a receiving team there, uh, unloading them, uh, repot if necessary, and putting prices, identifying stickers on, taking them to our sale area. And in the sale area, I'll have several plant organizers who will have maps made out ahead of time of, of uh, where each plants go in our sun plants and our... You kind of uh, know what's going on before our, they uh, shade come. plants and right. so forth. So it goes smoothly. I only want to move the plants one. And, and I would like to add, you talk in the past, we have uh, asked our master gardeners to drop off the plants the, just the day prior to the sale. And not everybody can do it. And one of the things I've done this year, uh, I was able to find several um, of our master gardeners who are allowing us to use their homes as staging areas during the entire month of April so people can drop off plants at the home that's closest to them all month long, which uh, oh, that's give, our, brilliant. give our plants time to recover after you know mm-hmm. being torn out of the so ground. So whoever that MG is, they volunteer and water it and take care of it or whatever. Absolutely. Okay, got it. And, got and then it. on that Thursday, I'll have several folks with trucks who will go around and pick up the plants and bring them there. So all in all, it, it will make it easier for them to donate, and we expect to have the plants by the time they get to us in much better condition. Do you think we're giving away all our secrets to these people so now all the other people are going to have great 
plant sales? The, well, there's knowing and then there's doing. It's all about the execution. I and, agree and with you. It, they totally. would need a, a great team like we have in order to pull right. that off. So, and then the two days of the sale, how many volunteers are you planning on having? I'm probably going to have need 25 to 30 each day because we, wow. we tend to schedule them on four-hour shifts. But there's an awful lot to do, and we want to make sure everyone gets well taken care of. Right, right, right. So you'll feed them and, you know, do... Yeah, we'll give them breaks. We'll feed them. And this year, I'm excited, we're going to give them free shirts, too. They ought to sign up volunteer just for those cool shirts. Ooh, that's cool. Hey, we may have to, like, do something like that. Um, so, heaven forbid... You have any leftover plants? What do you do with those? Well, if we have any leftover, I mean, obviously uh, the vendors we, take their plants, but well, absolutely, unless they want to donate them. But right. no, we, we, we'll we'll have a second chance sale at uh, at their uh, homes on the garden tour. Several of the homes will have some tables, and we'll take the plants out there. And while people are visiting the homes, they'll have an opportunity to pick up those mm-hmm. those plants, and they'll be bargain priced. Okay, so it's like, and then I'm sure maybe some of them you might donate to some of your, like some of our projects. Like, I mean, if we get to the point where nobody's buying them and any of our projects need it, we could do something like yeah. that. Yeah, none of them will go to us. We'll find a home for every one of them. Okay, okay. God, Lee, that sounds like you're doing a fabulous job. Okay, Grady, you're on the hot spot now. Um we talked about this earlier. He is chairing this event on May 10th. And, Grady, how large is your property? Uh, we have approximately two acres uh, with a stream that goes through it. Okay, Grady has two acres, and his home is on the garden tour on May 10th. So um, tell me about it. Are you are you and your sweet wife still uh, okay on this, or is How's that going with all the labor at your house? Uh, well, it's going quite well. Um, we've been uh, in our home now, will soon be 10 years. Uh, we built it uh, on the property, bought it out, and uh, designed it and such for the for the setting and such. But one of the problems that we've had, or probably one of the greatest things, is that in 10 years, what you planted initially has either overgrown or things have changed. So you're, I'm having to re uh, think some things that uh, to make it look presentable this year. I mean, it looks looks fine, but to make it tour ready for the path and the size of the plants, the blooming, uh, and all things like that. So that's probably been one of the greatest challenges. Uh, but it's fun. Uh, it's something that needs to be done, and I've enjoyed it. And uh, I started early enough. I've gotten some help from my master gardener friends. Uh, gladly come by my. Um, captain has uh, organized that, and uh, so it's it's really fun. Um, one of the things that I enjoy about gardening itself, besides just the plants, is is the hardscapes that go along with it to look at make it look natural. Um, the hey, y'all, Grady has the most killer wood shop you've ever seen. It rivals my grandfather's, whose I thought was like it just blew me away. So he makes. Tons of stuff that's in his garden. So go, go. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go, go, go. Well, woodworking is a, is one of my uh, hobbies as well, and been doing that a long time. I have a lot of family background. But one of the things about nature is not only the plant growing the plants, but once, the, uh, like a tree is grown, and you find a, a unique uh, a piece of wood or a tree shape, whatever, you can uh, utilize that in some way. Uh, but it's fun to do that. Um, Another thing as far as is my own personal garden, and I know the other tour persons uh, on the tour as well as yourself too, Cheryl, is um, finding plants that fit the sunlight um, and settings because every piece of property, particularly in our region, you've got 
uh, hilliness. You've got low areas for swampiness. You've got shade trees. Uh, a, a, a tree when you first moved in was planted that was eight feet tall and it was it didn't bother anything, and now it's thirty feet tall and it shades out everything. Your grass line needs to move, so you have to. It's a, a garden is a continuously changing. A uh, piece of uh, here, work. here. I just now like ditched a ten by ten piece of turf that you know the it was turf two years ago. In the last two years, I mean, it's just the trees have grown mm-hmm. and it's gone now. Mm-hmm. Hey, okay, guys, this polar vortex has made gardening crazy across the country, and I'll just from my own personal perspective. Normally in Atlanta, forsythia blooms in late January, early February. Mine, my daffodils and forsythia, which are the harbingers of spring, are here now, and it's coming on April. How do you think the weather is going to affect um, all these garden tours, like in six weeks? Well, we hope, Cheryl, that... Uh that things are not damaged too much. We have had uh, a harder winter this year than usual. Some plants are susceptible to freeze damage and uh, may come out from the roots, and, and of course some may not. But anyway, we're hopeful in uh, seeing that it does. But we still have six more weeks, and um, probably spring will come in with a great bang, and we'll have a lot of sunlight and hopefully get the, the rains to go with it uh, to bring it out. But that's one of the things in selecting the date of our tour is that we give spring time to happen. Uh, and that mm-hmm. even though this winter has been harder, uh, that it gives us time for the plants to be prettier. Um, I know, like you said, their timing, um, here it is the last week of March, and a lot of azaleas are usually starting to bloom. Uh, I can barely see buds on, on most of mine right now, but that means that they probably will be... Uh, They'll look good in six weeks. Yes, hopefully so. Crazy. I was down at the Atlanta Botanical Garden, which is a in, inner city um, botanical garden in Atlanta, and I was shocked at how much ahead of in the bloom cycle their plants were. Mm-hmm. They had dogwoods that had flowers on them. They had azaleas that were just almost ready to open. So just being that inner city the zoning, it's like two weeks ahead of us and because we, we live kind of outside in the, you know, outer limits of Atlanta. And there's a big difference in the weather there. I mean, and so getting things bloomed. Um, you've got how many gardens did you say are on the tour? There's five homeowners and then one project uh, that the the uh, okay the master gardeners have, which is an old homestead, uh, a lot okay. of native plants. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you, Grady. We're going to take a quick break on the master gardener hour and be right back. Quick stakes. That's Q U I K stakes are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. Hi, I'm Paisley McDonald, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, At Home with Paisley, every week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, for practical advice and stylish living for your home and office. Do your children know where their food comes from? 
At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Today's consumers find themselves faced with a greater variety of choices than ever before, both in the food they eat and the information they receive about that food. Feedstuff's Food Link was created to provide you with a balanced source of information for making decisions about your family's balanced diet. Visit FeedstuffsFoodLink.com to learn about your food directly from the source, the people who work every day to provide it. FeedstuffsFoodLink.com, connecting farm to fork. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. This is Cheryl Linker, and I'm here with my guest, Grady McWhorter and Lee Culver, and we're talking about uh, plant sales and garden tours and how master gardeners get involved in these things. Um, Grady is the chair of the garden tour, and his garden is also on the tour. I'm going to ask you two que- two-part question. What's your biggest fear about the garden tour in general, and what's your biggest fear about the garden tour at your garden? Okay. Uh, I guess the biggest fear about the garden tour itself is just that, um, number one, we sell enough tickets. We usually have approximately 700 people come on the tour, and there's a few more tickets sold than that, is that we do sell them for our own revenue side of it. Uh, but the other, the next fear is the weather itself. Uh, we do treat this as a rain or shine event, and that uh, on the day of the tour that the weather is nice, that some everyone would enjoy it uh, and uh, it not harm the garden owner or the um, the people that's there. Um, the next thing is just the, I guess, the uh, as far as um, each garden is that the people, and it's, it's always happened, but if you have five gardens and 700 people that approximately the same number are touring each garden at the same time. So that Mix it up. So there's not an overload, but it always tends to happen right. People go, uh, we furnish them a map and try to show them, okay, Move on to the next one if if this one's too busy, and come back later. Um, yeah, that that really yeah. You hope that people, and I think gardeners are savvy. They're smart people, and I think uh, a lot of the people have gone on enough garden tours that they know to not go to garden number one first and maybe mix mm-hmm. it up a little. Mm-hmm. I know I, every garden tour I go to, I never ever ever go to the number one garden first. I may go to number two first. And backtrack, but I mean, I think that's just you know, it's it's easy. And I I actually saw the map of our gardens, and it's almost like a circular route. Like what is it, ten miles? Uh, or, something close to that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a ten mile circle, and I mean, it's brilliant the way that um, Grady. I don't know who did your map. Oh. But it's done really well, and it's easy to follow, and I think it'll be easy for people to get there. 
So now you got these brilliant people that are doing your marketing. Okay, so what if they sell a thousand tickets or twelve hundred tickets? What's going to happen? We will accommodate them. Okay. <laughs> we just That's... hope they learn something. Um, one of the things about the tour itself and the and the educational part about going to the gardens is that these are gardens that people, while they may have had some professional help, but they basically have built them themselves. So as a as a tour person, it says, okay, take your lot. And this is what you could have with a little bit of gardening knowledge and sense and using the resources available. And uh, it's not something that you could, I mean, you're going to go and buy things, but it's something that you cultivate and create for yourself. Uh, But you have to have a love of nature and uh, Mm -hmm. and, and such as that. But a lot of people are, are attending and doing it not only to see pretty things, but also to live and learn, well, how could I have such and uh, that's what we hope they come away with is ideas. And uh, each garden that we have on tour this year has a different setting, but they're all unique in their own ways, but beautiful. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I think that's the beauty of gardening. I mean, you know, and that's, I guess, why we all love it. I mean, we like to have the satisfaction of growing things and taking care of plants, but we also, or at least, I mean, I feel like, you know, the artistry of it and the way it looks and the way that it makes you feel when you're in your garden. All these gardens are different, and I think that's why people are going to really enjoy the Cobb County Master Gardener Tour. So I think it's great. Um, I do want to take... Um, a few minutes and talk and talk about our sponsors. Um, we have for the first time a signature sponsor, and I think we need to talk about them for just a minute. Sure. So you want to talk a little sure. bit about them? Sure, Cheryl. That uh, that's our signature sponsor is the Wellstar Health System, um, which operates mainly in North uh, West Atlanta. Several counties have. I think uh, five hospitals and a lot of uh, urgent care uh, facilities. Um, Wellstar is a very people. They're interested in the citizens of Cobb County. Uh, they um, we have one clinic where it's it's um, where we have a flower garden place for wellness uh, at one of their facilities, which if you have people coming in an illness, uh, being taking a walk through nature and being involved with plants is takes that patient's uh, mind off of what their issues are and, and learn. And it also, and to a point, uh, does with rehab if that's what's involved as, as well. And that's uh, how kind of our relationship as the Cobb Master Gardener started with Wellstar was that particular garden. Uh, yes, it was. Okay, and, okay. And a lot of some, a lot of our master gardeners are health have spent their careers in the health service industries, either as doctors or some fashion. Right. So other. that kind of opened that door. It did. Yes. Well, they so Wellstar. You know, kudos to you for your um, participation in this event, and I know it made your uh, balance sheet look mm-hmm. a lot better to get things started right. with that. Yes, and, and just for uh, talking about Wellstar some more too, they're opening a a uh, another health. Cobb County has grown, but they're opening another um, health facility in East Cobb that's going to be close to the homes on tour. Actually, within that circle, Cheryl was talking about there, and uh, we're going to be helping them communicate that. And if there's in some areas within the uh, facility that um, maybe a garden would um, enhance their patient relations and and needs there. I think that's great. I mean, I've, we've I've interviewed um, several people with Garden Hort Therapy, and it is, I mean, some I don't know, garden or having a puppy. I mean, it's got to be one or the two to mm-hmm. help 
people with, you know, when they're rehabilitating Mm -hmm. from different illnesses and in the hospital. Um, Do you guys have anything that you want to tell? You want to give the, 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 Grady, give the gory details of the garden tour, the dates and times and and how to buy tickets and that kind of thing? Okay. Well, sure. Well, I guess one, one message I would have is to come and enjoy the gardens yourselves if you're living in the metro area or can find your way here. Uh, the garden tour itself is on Saturday, May the 10th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, it's been located in what we call the East Cobb area. But for more details on that, you can go to the Cobb County Master website, which is cobmastergardeners.com. Uh, and you can find that. Uh, we sell tickets. Uh, the Master Gardeners themselves sell tickets. They sell wind up selling around 60% of the, the tickets. Uh, we have a, a QR code that uh, is on the posters that we put around to the different businesses. You can use your smartphones to get to the website. Uh, and on the website itself, we have the ability to buy tickets by PayPal. Uh, and then we have a significant number of sales that come in actually to Cobb County. Um, it's a part of the Georgia Extension Service uh, to buy tickets in person there. Um, and so we have those three methods of selling. Um, so you're talking about at the Cobb Extension office on South Cobb Drive, you can actually buy your tickets. You can actually buy your tickets. You can ticket. just walk in there and buy. Okay, and you can also buy the tickets at the plant sale on April 24th, 25th, 5th, 26th, 25th, and 26th. Yes. Okay, that's and good. Each, on the tour day itself, people can buy tickets by by just coming to one of the homes. If you are if you decide you want to come, you can come to the home, first get garden you come to, buy your ticket, and then go to the rest of the gardens. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, so like if somebody that didn't even have a plan to go just drives by and they mm-hmm. stop and go to the garden, the tour. they can buy that. Okay, that is great. Um Lee, anything else you have to say about your garden, your plant sale? And I accept to come and buy lots of plants. You know, one of the cool things about the plant sale, and I will say this, is I have seen more master gardeners with a piece of paper talking to someone that comes to buy plants, and they are actually drawing a small landscape design plan for a small garden. And that's the beauty of going to a buy plants from Master Gardeners is they care and they want to help you put the right plant in the right place. And as we all know, that's kind of what it's all about. So you're going to have people there that can certainly do that. Absolutely. As you mentioned, that right plant, right place, that eliminates 90% of your problems. Right. And and many of our master gardeners do have some expertise in helping you select companion plants to, to, for design your uh, garden that's going to last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I just came up with a brilliant idea. Let's have some white marker pads that people can walk around and draw plants for plans for the people instead of using scratches of paper and the back mm-hmm. of re- receipts to draw their garden plans. So um, the Master Gardener Hour, um, I appreciate you guys being here today, and I look forward to some more time in the garden. Grady, we got to get our acts together and quit going out and gallivanting around and staying home and start w- digging and weeding. I know I've got a lot left to do in my garden. I certainly do. And I just keep walking around every day and saying, I thought I had a hosta here. I thought I had a fern here, and, you know, I keep waiting for everything to come up. 
So it's just, you know, it's kind of the wait and see game right now. What about you? Well, likewise, um, I have had some some critter problems too, but uh, it's mainly the weather in getting things up and and uh, knowing it's there and knowing. But it's beginning to show. Do you have deer on your property? I do. Okay, I didn't. I have deer in my front, but I thought they were out of my backyard. But I guess what? I think they're in the backyard now because I had. Mm-hmm. Three new leather leaf mahonias, the thin leaf mahonia, and they were new. I went out there yesterday, gone, down to the ground. So anyway, you guys, um, it's been a pleasure having you, Lee and Grady, and I wish you the best with your plant sale and with the garden tour. And I look forward to... um, to the weekends. I think it's going to be fun. Thanks for listening to the Master Gardener Hour, and you guys have a great week, and be safe.